the twentieth night of seven o'clock stories this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by patty cunningham seven o'clock stories by robert gordon anderson the twentieth night the lions of the north wind by the fire sat the toy man he must have been seeing things in the flames, for he kept looking, looking, all the time. He was all alone, for Father and Mother Green had gone to town to see a fine wedding. It was not often that they stayed out so late, but this was a grand event, and they knew the three happy children would be safe in the toy man's care. They were all in the next room. Jehoshaphat and Hepzebiah were sound asleep, but not Marmaduke. He was sitting up, a little bit of a fellow in a big bed. Outside, old giant north wind roared and roared. Now he seemed to be running around and around the house faster than any train. Now he stopped to knock at the door and bang at the window panes. Now he trampled on the roof, knocking off pieces of slate and a brick from the chimney, which fell crash through the glass cover of the little greenhouse. Marmaduke did not like the sounds cruel giant north wind made, and it was very dark in the room, to tell the truth. He was just a little bit frightened, but he didn't say anything at all, for the toy man had told him always to be game. That was a funny word, but Marmaduke knew what it meant. A brave little boy must not cry, even if he is afraid. Still the giant north wind kept running round and round the house with great leaps, and the windows creaked, and the trees thumped the house with their branches. Suppose the giant should break in and carry him way, way off. The door of the next room was open. Through it he could see the bright fire. Higher and higher leaped the flames, as if they wanted to jump up the chimney and join the north wind in his mad race. Very comfy and bright looked the fire. Very funny were the shadows on the wall dancing and bowing to each other and jumping up and down like jacks in the box one shadow was like a man's as tall as the ceiling had giant north wind gotten in the house at last marmaduke shivered and crept out of bed and hurried into the next room he kept as far away from that giant shadow as he could but he never cried out he was very brave on and on against the wall he tiptoed towards the chair by the fire, where the toy man sat, thinking his strange thoughts. The toy man felt a tug at his sleeve. He looked around. There stood Marmaduke pointing at the shadow. That shadow was so big, and Marmaduke was so small. Don't let him get me, the little boy cried. The toy man reached down, and in a second Marmaduke was safe in his arms. "'There's nobody here but me,' said the toy man. Loud the giant north wind howled and roared, while the flames leaped up the chimney. "'Look there!' cried Marmaduke. "'There he is!' And again he pointed to the shadow on the wall. "'The giant north wind has got in our house!' But the toy man only laughed, hugging him tighter. "'That's not old north wind. That's only my shadow,' he explained. Then Marmaduke laughed, too. "'Tell me a story, toy man,' he asked, "'about that old giant north wind. "'It might scare you, 
the toy-man answered. Marmaduke only shook his head. "'Nothing makes me scared when I'm here,' he said. "'He wasn't afraid of giants or ogres or wild animals or anything "'when he was safe in the toy-man's arms.' "'For a while he looked up into his face. "'The toy-man's hair stood up, all funny and rough. "'He was always running his fingers through it. "'His face had wrinkles like hard seams, "'and it was as brown as saddle-leather from working outdoors.' But Marmaduke thought that nowhere in the world was there so kind a face, except his mother's. The toyman put down his corncob pipe and began. Once upon a time, a long time ago, before your mother was born, or your grandmother or your great-grandmother either, there was a king. He was king of all the winds, and he lived in a great big cave up in a high mountain. "'Was the mountain as high as the church steeple?' asked Marmaduke. "'Oh, higher than that. "'As high as a lot of church steeples stuck one on top of another,' the toy man explained. "'Sometimes the king of the winds took a little snooze in his cave, "'and then everything was quiet. "'But when he woke up, he would go out of his cave, "'raising ructions all over the world. "'There was a lot of work for him to do, east and west, north and south.' He tossed the branches of the trees and made them crack, and he made the waves in the ocean turn somersaults, and blew the wooden ships across the sea, and chased the cloud ships across the sky. And he had a lot of little chores, too, like drying the clothes on Mondays, and waving the flags on Fourth of July, and sailing little boys' kites high in the air. When the King of the Winds was a young fellow, it was all great fun. But after a while the trees grew bigger and bigger, and the ships taller and taller, and there were so many clouds that he got very tired. He was getting pretty old, and he ached in all of his bones. So he said to himself, said he, I'll let the kiddies do the work, and rest for a spell in my cave on the mountains. There were four of them, two boys and two girls, and each had a name, of course. South Wind and West Wind were the girls. East Wind and North Wind were the boys, two strapping big fellows. So he called his children together and sat in the door of his cave. First he took a big pinch of snuff. That was a very bad habit folks had in those days. Kerchoo! he sneezed and blew two big clouds out of the sky. Kerchoo! he sneezed again and turned upside down a whole fleet of ships in the ocean. Kerchoo! He sneezed a third time, and blew off the roofs from all of the houses in the city a hundred miles away. When he was all through his sneezing, he said to his children, Get ye out to the four corners of the earth and take up my business. Now for a cane the old king used a tree with the branches pulled off. He picked it up and pointed to the south. South wind, you go there. She was a pretty little thing with blue eyes and roses in her hair, and she answered him sweet as you please. All right, Daddy, and out she danced. Then with the big tree cane, the old king pointed to the west. West Wind, there is your place, he said. A very pretty girl, too, was West Wind, with kind eyes and a soft smile. Her voice was soft and low, and she answered in a whisper, Goodbye, Daddy, dear. She kissed him on the forehead, and floated away to her new home in the west. 
then the two boys came before the old king the big tree cane pointed east get to work over there east wind commanded the old king now east wind was a strong fellow but he was surly and cross and he didn't obey very quickly so his father the king picked up his tree cane in a rage and whacked him across the shins and out east wind ran crying and yelling till the trees of the forest sobbed too and he cried so hard that rivers of tears ran from his eyes and over the earth once more the old king picked up his big tree cane and said to the eldest of his sons north wind your home is right here in the north bigger even than his brother was north wind strong were his muscles and his whiskers and hair were covered with icicles when he breathed millions of snowflakes danced from his mouth brr how one shivered when he was around then the old king's hand trembled and the big cane dropped to the floor he laid him down in the cavern and breathed his last he had been a great king but he was deader than a doornail now so his four children took up his work up and down the south country wandered south wind with her rosebud mouth and golden hair and wherever she went she scattered posies and violets upon the earth back and forth over her country floated west wind with her soft smile and gentle voice she whispered lullabies to little children and laid cool hands on sick people's foreheads she blew little boys kites up ever so high above the church steeple and tried never to break them and she blew the white ships gently across the ocean folks liked to travel the waters whenever she was about but they didn't like east wind very much sometimes he was all right but usually he was bent on mischief making trouble for every man jack the seas he would tumble about turn over the ships and drown the poor sailors he would call his gray clouds together and they would weep till the rivers were full then he would blow the rivers over the banks and spoil the gardens and break the bridges and drown the poor sheep and all the rest of the animals too but the most cruel of all was giant north wind where his heart ought to be was a chunk of ice sometimes he was pleasant enough but most often he was hard and unkind he would breathe on people and freeze their noses and toeses and leave many a poor fellow stiff in the snow north wind grew and grew till he was the biggest giant on earth most as tall as a mountain himself was he and when he raised his arm he could nearly touch the sky he kept walking up and down the earth roaring and hollering fit to blow his lungs out and how he could travel he could go clear around the world in about a week one fine day he went out for a walk and he saw mr sun riding up high in the sky mr sun was a strange sort of chap all dressed up in gold armor the gold armor shone so bright you could never see his eyes or his nose or his mouth when he walked in the sky giant north wind grew very jealous of mr sun he wanted that fine suit of gold armor for all he had himself was his long whiskers and his fur coat of snow at mr sun he shook his fist mr sun only laughed at him ho ho he said ho ho and again ho 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 you say mimicked north wind very angry soon you will laugh on the other side of your mouth i will blow you out and people can't see your fine suit of gold armor any more ho ho mr sun laughed back 
Just try it and see. Might as well save your breath. That made Northwind very mad. So he took a deep breath until his chest puffed way out like a big balloon. Then he let go. All the hills in the north country shook at that roar. And the clouds came hurrying out of the mountains and covered the sky, so you couldn't see the sun in his fine suit at all. Ho, ho, laughed the north wind. Now you will laugh out of the other side of your mouth, Mr. Sun. Then he sat him down in his cave to enjoy himself. But what was that? There was a little hole in the clouds. Through the chink he saw gold shining. Then more and more gold. In a few moments Mr. Sun was riding up in the sky as big as life. Ho, ho, said Mr. Sun, who laughs last, laughs best. Then old giant North Wind grew madder and madder, madder than a hornet. Yes, just as mad as Mother Wyandotte when Wienerwurst chased her into the brook. He took a deep breath, did giant North Wind, so deep that he almost burst his lungs. He blew and he puffed, and he puffed and he blew, till the whole sky was filled with gray clouds, and you couldn't see Mr. Sun in his fine suit of gold armor at all. Then down he would sit in his cave to enjoy himself for a spell, but by and by, sure as shootin', Mr. Sun would come back again. So for a hundred years Northwind tried to blow out the sun, but at last he gave it up as a bad job. When he was still a middling young fellow, only about a thousand years old or so, he went walking up and down the earth one night just after dark. He came to a great forest. In it he saw something bright like a little piece of the sun. Now he was taller than the tallest tree in the forest, so he got down on his knees to peek between the trunks and see better. People were sitting around the bright little piece of the sun and warming their hands and cooking their supper. Of course it was only a merry fire, but Giant North Wind was sure it was a piece of the sun that had fallen on the earth. He had been so busy trying to blow him out of the sky that he hadn't noticed these little fires much before. But he had grown very cross as he knelt there, looking through the trees, and he said to himself, said he, Ho, ho, that's one of the sun's children. I'll blow that out anyway. And he took a deep breath and puffed his cheeks out. Ooh. He breathed on that little piece of the sun. But the little fire just laughed and leapt higher and higher. So he took a real deep breath this time, till he filled all his chest, and it stuck way out like the strong man's in the circus. Ooh. He roared, but the little flames just danced in the air, as bright and merry as could be. The more he blew, the bigger grew the fire, and the sooner the people had their suppers. Then for years and years the old giant stamped up and down the earth, trying to put out those little pieces of the sun, and he couldn't do it at all. Like their father the sun, the little fires just laughed at him. At last Northwind said to himself, said he, I know what I'll do. I'll get me some big gray wolves to put out those fires. So a-hunting he went up into the biggest forests of the world so dark that people called them the forests of the night, and they were full of fierce gray wolves. With his strong hands he caught a hundred wolves and drove them back to his cave. Then one dark night, when the people were sitting around their fires so cozy and nice, he untied the wolves and roared out, Wolves, put out those fires! 
and the fierce gray wolves ran out of the cavern and snapped and snarled at the little fires but they couldn't put them out so back they came to the cave with their tongues hanging out and their tails between their legs good for nothings roared the north wind i'll get me some tigers again he went stalking over the earth till he reached the great deserts which the people called the deserts without end here he caught a thousand fierce tigers and drove them back to his cave the next night while the people were talking and singing around the little fires he let the tigers loose tigers roared he put out those fires they ran out of the cave making a terrible noise and they raced up and down the earth with their sharp teeth gleaming and their tails lashing at the fires they snarled and growled and roared and tried to beat out the flames with their paws but they were only burned for their trouble and so the tigers too slunk back to the cave with their heads hanging down and their tails between their legs once more the north wind stalked forth and hunted through the highest mountains he could find so high that people called them the roof of the world ten thousand lions he caught the fiercest in all the earth he tied them together by their tails ten at a time and drove them back to his cave and he sent them out too lions put out those fires such a terrible roar those lions roared that the whole earth shook through the forest they raced leaping through the wild treetops lashing their tails and shaking their shaggy manes and they leapt at the fires but they couldn't do any better those big lions just couldn't put the little fires out beside himself with rage was old north wind now so he sent them all out wolves and tigers and lions wild and he rushed on at their head but never never can they put the little fires out so you needn't worry at all the toy men stopped and marmaduke listened hark yes there were the gray wolves now howling down the chimney there were the wild tigers snarling at the window panes and leaping at the door hark how the knobs rattled and there were the wild lions rushing and roaring through the treetops and round and round and round the house raced old giant north wind himself but all the while in the fireplace the little red flames danced merrily never afraid at all marmaduke jumped something was whining and scratching at the door was it a wolf the voice he heard was too small and weak he knew who that was toy man he shouted that's my little pet doggie out in the cold those bad wolves and tigers and lions'll eat him up so they ran to the door the toy man and little marmaduke and he wasn't afraid at all and they let little wienerwurst in and saved him from the gray wolves and the wild tigers and the fierce lions of the north wind little wienerwurst barked happily and curled himself up by their feet in front of the warm fire after that marmaduke spoke only once before he fell asleep you never had any little boys did you toy man on the toy man's face was a funny look as he answered no little feller i never had any little boys marmaduke reached up his hand and patted the toy man's rough kind face don't worry toy man he said i'll be your little boy little wienerwurst was sound asleep so marmaduke just had to fall asleep too happy and safe in the toy man's arms by the little red fire that the wind could never put out the end
End of Seven O'Clock Stories Recording by Patty Cunningham